Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. A man is challenged to do the spookiest thing during the spookiest month. And then we meet a man who has glimpsed into an alternate reality. One where 9-11 never happened. Where we're at a more technologically advanced stage and society is more stable and peaceful. And this alternate reality of peace and prosperity exists because of the Sega Dreamcast. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had a great day yesterday, and I hope today is even better. We got a ton of stuff to cover, so first off, let's bring in one of our newest Patreon supporters, rolling into Dead Rabbit Command like a roly-poly. It's Mario. Everyone give a round of applause to Mario. Mario, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. You guys can't support the Patreon, totally understand it. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. You have no idea how much it means for me to see other people talking about Dead Rabbit Radio online. Talk about it to your friends, family, all of that stuff. Let's help this show grow. Mario, I'm going to go ahead and toss you some oars. We're going to take the Dead Rabbit rowboat. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed on out to Singapore. Splishity splash. Splishity splash. Mario is standing on the bow like the captain is where we're doing the hard labor. He's leading us all the way out to Singapore. Specifically, we're headed to a place on the Singapore River known as Boat Quay. It's August 27th, 2021. Now, if you don't know this about Asian culture, it's Ghost Month in Singapore. It's actually Ghost Month in a lot of Asian countries right now. This is the Ghost Month. It's the spookiest time to be alive and the most great time to be dead because this is when the veil is thin and this is when the ghosts can like press up against reality and they're watching you shower and they're like, dude, he's not going to wash his butthole. He actually he actually thinks he doesn't have to get soap back there. Uh, they're trying to warn him. They're trying to warn him, but they can't pierce the veil that much. But now is the part where the ghosts are really getting active. Also, an other interesting thing, and we've seen this in a lot of cultures, this isn't particular to Asia, but ghosts have a really strong connection to water. Generally, in areas where there's lots of waters or running waters, there's more paranormal activity. Oddly enough, there's a lot of cryptids, a lot of biological creatures like vampires and other cryptids that can't cross running water. So that's interesting. I just remembered that. Ghosts love water, and the more active, the better, like a stream or a river. But a lot of cryptids can't cross. But anyway, so that maybe we'll discuss that some other point if I ever remember that topic again. Both of those factors are going to come into it. It's Ghost Month and Ghosts Love Water. And basically, ghosts are most dangerous at this time. And if you go near a body of water, well, you're asking for some ghost trouble. Earlier in the month of August, there's a man named Rayson Ace. He's a very popular, he's gone viral, ghost hunter in Singapore. 
Hey everyone, this is Race and Ace, and we're in this abandoned insane asylum. Isn't this super spooky? Like, share, and subscribe, that type of thing. We've all seen these videos. If you haven't seen Race and Ace's videos, you've seen enough of these, I'm sure, on YouTube. And Rayson was actually being accused of being fraudulent. People were coming forward on his YouTube channel and on his Facebook page saying, you're making this stuff up. We can tell you're making this stuff up. You're too popular, blah, 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 blah. When you are a creator of something, whether you're writing a novel or making movies or doing YouTube or podcasts, I'm going to tell you, right, or just making a sandcastle, you're going to attract trolls. And the only thing you can do is to ignore them. I get trolls all the time. Whether they're my YouTube comments, I get personal emails, people have called me on my phone, people who have tried visiting my place of work and all sorts of stuff. And it's just something that you just ignore. I never talk about it on the show. I never give them any sort of press or publicity or anything like that. They murder my entire family. I'd still be like, hey, I had a great weekend. How about you guys? Let's go ahead and get this episode started. You never give them any attention. Because I have this thing, I call it the eating picture fallacy. Every so often you'll see someone pop up on YouTube and say, I'm going to eat a picture every day of... Someone's actually doing this right now. I'll see if I can find the show notes. But I'm going to eat a picture every day of the star of Ant-Man, whoever that guy was, Phil McCurdy. I'm going to eat a photo every day. Paul Rudd. I'm going to eat a photo every day of Paul Rudd until Paul Rudd eats a photo of me. And Paul Rudd can never eat a photo of this man. I'm not saying that. He wouldn't be able to digest it. I'm saying the second he does, then someone else will do it. And someone else will do it. And then eventually he doesn't do it. And people call him out and they go, well, how come you did it for that guy? You know what I mean? Like, you can never, ever do it. You, the prom dates. I've been asked out to a lot of proms since I started doing this podcast. Girls are like, oh, you go to prom with me? You, If you can't. Sorry, ladies. You can't. Because once you give in. And those aren't even trolls. That guy just wants Paul Rudd. That guy wants Paul Rudd to know how delicious his photo is. But once you start giving in to them, then you can never stop. I was actually consulted by the family of a very popular TikToker. They reached out to me and they said, "Hey, we know that used to be a we know that she used to be a total a-hole. Um, do you have any advice for this guy who's being trolled?" And I was able to track down who was trolling him and said, "Just ignore him. Like that's all you can do and then you can have his accounts deleted and stuff like that." So, there are certain things you can do. There are certain things you this is going on a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but Basically, what I'm saying is you can never give the trolls attention because they'll never be satisfied. And that all comes from the shoe on head thing that started off like that. That's an internet meme to this. To this story. So what happens is Race and Ace gets called out for being fraudulent. And they go, you know what? We think you're fraudulent. If you're the real ghost hunter you say you are, you'll stay the night in Old Turf City all by yourself. You have to go to Old Turf City. It's one of the most haunted places in Singapore. Spend the night there by yourself. That'll prove that you're not a fraud. And he does. He goes to Old Turf City. He spends the night. That should be that, right? Nope. He fed the trolls. So he continues to get harassed. And this guy going by the name of Cheongsters SG messaged him. And that's another thing. You should never let you, you should never magnify these names because then they, their names out there and then they get to keep like I'll, every so often I'll see people pop on Twitter. They're like, look at what this jerk sent me. And they'll have his name on there. And I'm like, well, you gave him the attention he wanted. Cheongsters SG messaged Race and Ace and said, if you're really the ghost hunter, you say you are. It's ghost month. I got a real challenge for you. And Race and Ace posted this on his Facebook and he goes, yeah, I'll do it. 
I'm not afraid of no ghost trademark. He trademarked that. But if you're really a ghost hunter and you're not a fraud, you will swim across the Singapore River at 2.30 in the morning during Ghost Month. Race and Ace goes, I'll do it because I'm not a fraud. So there's a video of this. This guy's 46 years old, by the way, so he's a year older than I am. I'm adding that because he should know better. If he was 22, I would be a little more understanding of this whole thing. But anyway, it's 46 years old. There's a video of him standing at Boat Quay, which which literally means a wharf, but this is a place called Boat Quay. And he's on this video, and he's saying this. There's translation for it all. But he goes, listen, what I'm about to do is dangerous. It's ghost month, and bodies of water attract ghosts more than anything. And he does say this. This is more realistic. Quote, please do not try this if you are not an expert swimmer. I am not. Unquote. And he jumps into the river, and he's swimming across this pitch black river at 2.30 in the morning, and the camera has a light shining on him, and you see him swim out. I did not watch the video. I've seen enough people die in real life. I don't like watching videos of it. And I did not include it in the show notes. I did. I, did, I felt that was just a little too much. I mean, you guys can look it up. It's still on YouTube, but I just didn't want to link to it. They He's swimming out, and the, the, the flashlight's on him, and he's swimming out, and then he gets out to about out of range of the flashlight. Now, he's supposed to swim across the river and back, and it's not the, the widest river in the world. This camera's just recording dark water for about 30 minutes. After that time, the cameraman realizes something's wrong. They alert the authorities. The authorities show up. He's dead. Racing Ace was found the next day floating in the river. It's an interesting story, one, because it does have that thing where you just can't. And I, I, I'm sharing that story with you because you're going to get trolled no matter what you do, whether or not you put out content or you're just yourself. There's always going to be some lunatic walking down the street yelling in your face and spitting saliva all over you. This is just the reality of the world. So I encourage people to make content. I know people who go, I don't want to write a book because it'll attract weirdos, or I don't want to do YouTube because it'll attract weirdos. The weirdos are going to find you no matter what. There's no hiding from them. but. It's all about how you deal with the weirdos. And he should have just ignored all of these challenges. Because who cares? Who cares what people think? Who cares if people are trying to ride on your coattails or call you fraudulent or anything like that? Like, who cares, really? You have the show. You're having fun. If you're, if you're fraudulent and you're doing paranormal activity, like, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think it's pretty disingenuous. But whatever. Like, just keep doing your thing. Have fun. Who cares what the trolls think or people challenging you? And then, you know, if someone challenged me in a good-hearted way, challenged me to say, hey, it will pay for you to go out to this haunted insane asylum. We'll make a big deal of it if you spend the night in there. But I said, oh, I'd love to do that if it was good-hearted. You know, obviously, if it was like I knew the person was a fan of the show, they want to send me out there, that'd be dope. But if someone's just challenging me to stuff, I'm not going to do it. I, they're just It's the same thing. They'll just keep challenging you until you back down. And then they go, look at he's he's a, he backs down from stuff. You can't, you can never eat the photo, Paul Rudd. You can never eat the photo. So from a content producer thing, I think this is a neat thing from behind the scenes, what we deal with and what you will deal with someday. Because I know a lot of you guys are artists in one way or the other. But on the other hand, no matter what art you do, you'll attract weirdos. But on the other hand, I wanted to talk about this because he is now part of the legend. A long time ago, we covered an episode. I don't think they ever found the murderer. 
We covered an episode about a kid who was ghost hunting in Oregon, and there was a drive-by shooting, like a completely unrelated event, and this kid got shot in the park while he was ghost hunting, and he bled out and died. It was an early episode. I think that episode was in like the first hundreds, and I thought, that kid is now going to be part of the legend of that area. He's now a ghost in that area, and people will be talking about, oh, we saw him, we saw him in the woods, and stuff like that, and he was bloody, and... He, you know what I mean? Like, he's become part of that legend. This guy, his death in a river during Ghost Month, I'm sure in the community. Right now, everyone's still in shock. Like, you can go to this young... I say young man. He's older than me. But you can go to this man's page on his Facebook. His last post was like a day before this event. The last post was on August 26th. It was for a Lenny Kravitz song. Just weird timing. A Lenny Kravitz song called It's Not Over Till It's Over. And I think people are still in shock, but give it a give it a year, give it maybe even six months, you'll start to see people. And they may, may even be doing it now, but he was killed by a ghost. He was tempting the spirits. He was doing this stuff, and the spirits came after him, and that's what you get at Ghost Month, the serious business. His name will now always be considered part of this legend. And there will be sightings, I can almost guarantee you. Not saying that there will actually be sightings, but people will say they will see his ghost in that river. Late at night, if you go there, you can see him frantically swimming in the water. He's become part of the legend. So it's interesting on the technical side of it with the troll, and and, and then it's just interesting as far as the ghost legend goes. And authorities are looking for Cheongster's SG. They don't know if they're going to press charges yet. This person's anonymous. Race and Ace said, we know who you are. So other people in his group may know. And this is all it just happened August 27th. So it's a very, very recent story. But the authorities want to talk to Cheongster's SG because that... It was his decision to swim across the river. But, you know, different countries have different laws. And they may be able to prosecute them under something. So that'll be interesting. We'll see if more comes of this. But I think, really, the after effects outside of thinking of this poor man's family and his friends is he will become part of the ghost legend. He will become proof that it is so dangerous to swim during ghost month because a ghost will get you. These hungry ghosts will ascend from the watery depths to kill you. When really the lesson is don't swim across rivers in the middle of the night if you're not a good swimmer. But that's why those legends, a lot of those legends exist. They're cautionary tales. So I feel really bad for the guy. It'll be interesting to see if anything happens to Cheongster's SG. And it'll be interesting to see how this legend grows. Mario, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys for the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Singapore. Fire this bad boy up. We are headed on out to a small town in middle America. We're flying over the fruited plains, the vastness of the United States, and we're looking for one house in particular, but we don't have a specific location. This is any town, USA. It's March 2020. Now, this will be one of those time periods like 9-11 that whenever you think of March 2020, you'll remember it as the start of the lockdowns, the start of the COVID lockdowns. When people, I mean, the, the COVID-19 had been floating around, literally floating around through the air since December, November of 2019, and we all got it at some point. But March 2020 is when the United States and a lot of governments around the world said, oh, this is here? We're shutting down the country. People dealt with that in certain ways. And we're going to meet a young man. He didn't give his name, so we're going to call him Wyatt. That's just a stab in the dark. 
the COVID lockdowns did not treat Wyatt very well. He loses his job and he's stuck at home, literally stuck at home. This is like early, early in the lockdown. He's drinking, he's drinking a bit. And he bought a high-end laptop because he thought he was going to be doing this tech job. It fell through. And he's thinking about, as we often do, thinking about the past, thinking about old memories, and thinking about times we were happy. Because in 2020, there wasn't a lot of that early on. People were very, very worried. So you start to get nostalgic, and he goes, you know what, dude? I have this high-end laptop. I'm going to play a bunch of ROMs on this, play a bunch of GameCube games and PlayStation games and stuff that I when I had so much fun when I was younger and he's playing these games and he starts to think, he goes, dude, you know what the games I loved the most, the games that I enjoyed the most uh, were Sega Dreamcast. Like that was a system. I remember just having these warm memories sitting around in the basement. Do, 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 do. So he downloads some Sega Dreamcast ROMs and he's playing them and he, he starts to, starts to get a feeling while he's playing these games like fantasy star online these games don't feel like they belong. They're as good as he remembers, but they feel different than gaming today. Dreams are one of those topics that you ask 100 people what they think the nature of dreaming is, you'll get probably... I won't say 100 answers, but you'd probably get 20, right? You'd get a lot of different versions of what people thought dreams were. Some people think they're just neurons firing and our brain's trying to construct a narrative. Some people say that we die when we fall asleep. We're new people when we wake up. The unconsciousness is death. There's been a talk recently about dreams are actually gateways into alternate realities as well. That's interesting because, you know, we're fans of the paranormal. We love the weird. I read a really interesting article the other day by Dr. Robert Lanza, MD. He wrote it for Psychology Today. And it was called, Dreams Are More Real Than Anyone Thought. It's one of those articles, like, I'm not the smartest dude in the world. It's one of those articles that I had to read a couple times to really grasp. But it basically comes down to this, that reality is nothing but, and this is all like philosophy 101, but reality is a consensus of what reality is. We all see the same things, and we agree that physics works this way, and what creates the rules of the universe is this common agreement among the observers. And that's why when we start looking at quantum mechanics, the deeper into the universe we look, things start to make less sense. And then we're observing it, and then stuff starts to make... Basically, the, we understand how the macro level works, but the smaller we get, it just doesn't make any sense. The science doesn't make any sense. We can't predict it as much. But the macro world, we all observe. So we've all agreed on this consensus reality, and that's the reality we live in. But Dr. Lanza says, in a dream, you are the only observer. There's only one. That is why you are all powerful in a dream. I read that, and I thought, that is so interesting. There's no one else to intrude in that. So if I want to believe that I can fly, or Freddy Krueger is real, or I'm dating Britney Spears. There's no one else to say, no, you're not dating Britney Spears. 
there's no one to say that that doesn't exist. So because I'm the only one, the I'm the only observer, and that's the only thing when you look at quantum mechanics, you can have an experiment like the split double split experiment go on, where if no one's watching it, it acts one way, but once you look at it, it acts another way. There's now an observer in this quantum realm, and I know that's really bastardizing it, and there's been a lot of debate over whether or not that's true. But the point is, is that in a dream, there is no secondary or third level observer. It's just you. And he says, the problem is we look at dreams a lot of times as we are a player in a video game. But he goes, that's not the case. We're actually, when you are dreaming, you, you alone are populating a four dimensional reality. You can pick stuff up. You can move through the environment. You can interact with it in any way you want. And time passes in the environment. You have all four dimensions that you need. Plus, you can pick up stuff that you can never pick up in real life. And it feels normal. But, you know, the thing is, is like, that's true. I'm reading this article and I thought, yeah, sure, that's true. I'm the only observer in the dream. But it's just a dream. So whether or not I'm flying around or trapped by a thousand zombies in a locked room. It's just a dream. And people who said, well, you know, it's an alternate reality, I always thought, well, okay, may, like, I'll, I'll, let's pretend that you're right, that it is you travel to an alternate reality when you dream, which is going around. I've seen a lot of articles on that recently. But you're still dreaming. Like, even reading all that stuff, I thought, you're still dreaming. Whether or not it's a reality and you've created this false world, you're still dreaming. So it's nothing. You wake up and it's over. Whether or not it's an alternate reality, you wake up from it. It's, it's gone. It's, it it's doesn't exist anymore. Dr. Lang, I, I've, this is the thing. When you read stuff sometimes, it really makes you kind of read Because I've always had that opinion. A lot of people have talked to me about dreams and the nature of dreams and... I, I, my opinion always is that real doesn't really matter what goes on in the dream. It's just a dream. That what doesn't matter. It's just a dream. Doctor Lanza had this in this. He wrote this in this article. "Quote: We dismiss dreams because they end when we wake. However, the duration of the experience is a poor reason to diminish it. Certainly, we don't think our experience of day to day life is less real because it ends when we die." It's true we don't remember events in our dreams as well as we do those occurring in waking hours. But that Alzheimer's patients may have little memory of events doesn't mean their experience is any less real. Unquote. I read that, I don't know, like a week or two ago, and I've been thinking about it all the time. I go, that, that's true. And I have no argument for that. You're right. I always dismiss dreams, no matter what they are. Whether it's some sort of magical portal or just neurons firing. It didn't matter. They're just dreams. You wake up, they disappear. But they're real while you're in them. So, in a sense, they are alternate realities. But can you extrapolate those out to something we should all share as multiple observers? Let me go back to the story of Wyatt here, and I think that I think that was the name we gave him. As he's playing these Dreamcast ROMs more and more, he starts to realize that the games just don't feel like they belong. And he has this quote in his post. It's like, quote, The Dreamcast was a system that did things and had games 
that just don't fit in the profile of gaming. Unquote. He can't really put his finger on it. They just don't seem of this world. And then the dreams start. This wasn't a one-off thing. This was a repetitive dream that he kept having and kept fleshing out this alternate timeline. In this world, Sega won the console wars. In Nintendo, had a good run. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. They were never able to beat the Sega Genesis. And by the time the Dreamcast came around, Nintendo was licensing off its characters to third parties. So you could play a Mario game on a Sony PlayStation, which those still exist in this dream world of Wyatt's. But it's the Sega Dreamcast and the Sony PlayStation that are at war with each other. And at this point, they're up to the Dreamcast 3, because in these dreams, he's in the current day. He's not imagining what it would be like in the heyday of 2004, when the Dreamcast was actually out. He's dreaming in the year 2020. And in this world, there's no COVID. There's no lockdowns. 9-11 never happened. He said that Al-Qaeda, he would hear about... Because see, he is aware of our history. But he's in a world where things are different. So he knows that 9-11 didn't happen. And he goes, I don't know if it was prevented or if they never planned it. But he goes, Al-Qaeda exists. You hear about him in the news. But terrorism is still at such a level. He said the IRA like blew up a pub. And they talked about... And like 11 people died. And they talked about it on the news for a week. And he's thinking, good thing you guys aren't in my reality. Because while tragic, that's nothing like 9-11. He said Bush, President Bush lasted one term. There was never a President Obama. And the current president was not Donald Trump. We're speaking in 2020 here. But a man named Chris McPherson. He was previously a representative of Maryland. He was previously a representative of Maryland. Maryland? How do you say that? I don't think I've ever had to say that state out loud until now. But he said, I couldn't find Chris McPherson. When I woke up, I tried looking for him. I couldn't find that there was a representative by that name. He said the world was more technologically advanced. He said society was similar because people were asking him questions like, what about this? What about that? They said, is it as woke as it is? He goes, you know, it's interesting. It is, but it doesn't really have that much of an impact. Like, people really aren't getting canceled. Like, people are still aware of social issues and they're calling each other out. But society, it's not like a breaking point. It's not that important. People still see the issues as important, but there's not a lot of social fallout from it. I'm reading this post, and it'll be in the show notes. I'm reading this post, and all of these questions that follow it, and people are are asking this and that and everything. Just a dream, right? Just a dream. A man's repetitive dream, which those are always weird. I've never had a dream that continues, and his dream would keep continuing. He kept ending up in this world. You started seeing other posters try building up the mythology and they try to say that we are originally from the Sega Dreamcast timeline, but CERN, 
They fired up CERN and it sends us to the Mario timeline. And I'm like, okay, the mythology is getting too deep. And the original poster, the Wyatt character who, who's talking about this, he said he didn't post that. He said someone else was posting that and he had no idea what that was. But that's when they were really trying to add all this mythology and, and it's just it, whatever. Like I've heard the CERN stuff. Sometimes we just need conspiracy theories to exist in and of themselves. And that's really what this is. The conspiracy is, is there an alternate universe where the Sega Dreamcast won and for whatever reason, it's a better world? It's almost like those games were made for a more deserving people. But when you play them in our world, it's just they don't seem right. They don't fit into place. We we react to things so violently and we divide ourselves among lines, real or imaginary, constantly at each other's throats. But it's just a dream, right? I mean, in a sense, yeah, even he admits it's a dream. He's not saying that he meditated on it. It's not saying that he did some sort of ritual and body swapped. He admits it's a dream that he's had. Over and over, and the story keeps growing. But remember, going back to what Dr. Lanza said, in a dream, there's only a single observer. But when you have more people observing the same thing, then it becomes what we know of as reality. When you have multiple observers agree on the same thing, subconsciously or consciously, both agree that you can't walk through a wall. You can't walk through a wall. If there's only a single observer, you can do whatever you want. But once you start getting more and more observers in the mix, it makes it real. What is reality but consensus among the observers? A long time ago, I did an episode on a internet phenomenon known as Chris Chan. And we talked about Chris's belief in the dimensional merge, that every single fictional universe was going to collide into one. And most of the Great Lakes area was going to be taken over by Gotham City. While New York would be New York, but it would be full of Marvel superheroes. At any point, you could be walking down the street and uh, My Little Pony could walk by. You could step on a Smurf. Or the Iron Giant may squish you instead. It was, a, it was just the ramblings of an insane person. But it all came down to the Sega Dreamcast. The logo itself on the Sega Dreamcast was a gateway to all of these worlds. The Sega Dreamcast was the key to everything. How many observers does it take to make reality? At a certain point, if you walked into a room and the six people in that room had already had a consensus, do you have any input in the matter? What if you're the hundredth person in the room or the millionth person in the room? Do you have any input on what reality is? But what if it does just take a handful? Dreams about the Dreamcast? A better world? than we are in right now. A vision of the Dreamcast being a gateway to all worlds, ever. While the consensus in this reality is that the Dreamcast was a very good gaming system with a lot of memorable games, but it did not meet the market needs of the time, 
and it is now either collecting dust, played by the most ardent supporters, or sitting in the landfill. How many people will it take to believe that the Dreamcast is something more than plastic and metal, circuit boards, and plugs? How many people will it take to believe that the Dreamcast is something else for reality to shift for us all? And the most bizarre thing is most of us probably wouldn't even be aware of it. Reality is consensus. But it does not require consent. If the shift is strong enough, you'll never remember a time that Nintendo won the console wars. You'll just go along with the new reality. That's the only reality you ever knew. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.